For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, we want to thank our wonderful sponsors, Home Instead, because they have been providing health care. I mean, um, I'm not going to get that right. They provide trustworthy, kind word. (laughs) I'm just too excited about today's guest. I can't even talk. Trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. And they have also been providing a sponsorship for this show for almost exactly two years now. So they are our dear friends, and we are so thankful for them. And today our guest is Michelle Medlock-Adams. Michelle, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. So on our last podcast, I did a whole thing on Michelle's bio. She's written over 90 books. You may know them. One of them is called Platinum Faith. It is just coming out right now. And so we'll probably put something about Platinum Faith in the title of that other podcast we just did today. So this is a dual set. And then now we're going to move on. And I think I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about fostering platinum families, Michelle, because I know that's what you've done yourself. And you didn't do it by being perfect, which I love that about you. You did it by being real. So I'm going to read a quote from your book, Platinum Faith. And I uh, let's see if I can find the beginning of this thing. Because God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I often say scriptures out loud and make powerful word-based declarations when I'm going through something. I need to hear myself saying those faith-filled words, and it's like I'm putting the enemy on notice that I trust in God and his promises. Then I'll recall all the times God has come through for me and for my loved ones, and I'll praise him for his faithfulness in each and every situation. And this is what I want to say. This is the part I wanted to read out loud. I call that process getting my sassy faith on. So I love that concept of sassy faith. That may be what we call this episode. In fact, I just, I like that. So talk to me a little bit about what it means to be a woman with a sassy faith. I'm telling you, that's the only kind of faith to have. We, I think especially when you're going through tough times, when you are up against the wall and you feel like, you know, it talks in the Bible, you, when, having done everything, then it says to stand. And during yeah. those standing times when you're waiting for God to come through and, you know, that waiting, no one likes to wait. We're a, we're a USA Today, give it to me now kind of society drive through. That's, we, mm-hmm. There's no such thing as drive through faith. I mean, you part of the faith walk is believing that God's got this all under control and his timing and trusting his timing. But that's, I've found out over the years that his timing is rarely my timing. It's, he's never yeah. late, but he's rarely early. So, it's, you know, it's right. It's always a waiting time. And that's when you have to put on those sassy faith bridges and just stand and know that God is working. I, I talk about in the book um, during the seasons where there have been 
difficulties in our family were when my daughter Allie struggled with anorexia and when my mother, I was her one of her caregivers, my sister and myself, when she was um, passing away, she um, had, had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And so we, mm. there were, there were, there's been times in our lives that weren't exactly wonderful times, but we had to put on our faith bridges. My sister always says, and I call it sassy faith, and just and just really dig our heels into God. And I often say that my SUV must be the most sanctified SUV in all of Indiana because when I get in there, people think yeah. I'm talking the phone. I'm just talking to God. I am, <laughs> I am declaring, you know, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And and then I'll, I'll be like, um, I'm the head, not the tail. I thank you, Lord, that I'm an overcomer. I thank you, Father, mm. that you say in Jeremiah 29, 11, that you have a plan for me that it's a good one and that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper, not today or not ever. And like, just begin to say those promises that are, that are all of ours. And, and you know, by the, even if I get in there and I'm all like gloom and doom, because we have those days, things are sure. not always butterflies sure. and sunshine and bluebirds on your shoulder. When I finish one of those, those sessions in my car or in my SUV, I'm telling you, I get out a different person. And, and I think it's good to keep podcasts on like this one and encouraging things and, and the Word of God and praise and worship music and, and fill your spirit up so that you can have sassy faith because you can't have sassy faith without keeping your spirit filled with the things of God. It's too hard to do it without that. So you've got to fill yourself up. Yeah, if people are looking for a practical list of ways to uh, foster your faith and make you make you really check into understanding who God is, you actually gave a list just like that. And podcasting was one of the things on the list. But there were probably 20 other things you listed in that paragraph. I caught that because I thought this is a great list. Well, yeah, I think it's good to, to give practical information. It's one thing to say, you know, get your sassy faith on, another thing to show how to do it because – I never take for granted in any of the books that, that I've been a part of that, that we're all starting at the same place in our faith walk. You know, there may be somebody to get the book who doesn't know Jesus at all. And so if they're just learning about faith and, and who the Lord is in this book, then we won't, you know, we even have a sinner's prayer in there. Like we want, we want, no matter where you are in this faith journey, if you've been a Christian your whole life or you just happened upon it, found a doctor's office or a friend gave it to you and, and you're reading about it for the first time that, that, you know, we start wherever you are. And so I wanted to put some practical some some resources in there so that you can get your sassy faith on too. It, you know, it's not re- about being perfect. Yeah, I really right. appreciate you sharing that because having these two books that I'm working on that'll be coming out in the spring and fall of next year, I included that and the, and the reason I did include just a very simple message of how you can accept Christ is I felt you know I give books to my friends all the time. I I just wanted. As I was writing, I kept thinking, if I'm not a Christian and my Christian friend gives this book to me, am I going to think she's a nut or am I going to be drawn in and really want more of where this came from? So I appreciate you saying that. That really encourages me a lot and on multiple levels. And, and I felt that way about your book. It was very this this most recent one that you just came out with Platinum Faith. I felt like it was really written to women of all walks of life, wherever they are, whatever kind of day I might be having today I felt like I could pick that book up and it would there would be something in it for me today so thank you thank you for that I really appreciate you and Bethany working so hard on that and I love the way you tied your friendship into it and explained that in the book it's just so sweet um okay so and I want to mention now on the other podcast we did Michelle does give us an update on Baron Abbey so if you've just read the book and you want to know more please go to that podcast and find out more about how to pray for them and then right now I want to ask you in your experience well first of all tell me how many kids and grandkids you have I know but I want to hear you say it 
<laughs> so I have Jeff and I have two daughters, and they are 25 and soon to be 27. Abby will turn 27 next month. And then my youngest daughter, Allison, has baby Wren, who's just six months old. She's in my house now. You may hear her in the background. Allison works for us, so she lives in our same town, and she's over quite a bit. And then Abby, my oldest, they have two little kids, um, my first grandson, Bear, that I write about, and then my um, my granddaughter, Bo Riley. Now, they live in they live in Kentucky. That sounds like a Texas name, Bo Riley. So cute. Yeah. Bear and Bo Riley. And then oh, Abby so just announced officially on Facebook yesterday oh. they're expecting baby number three. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, I mean, we already knew, but now we can tell everybody. So, yeah, I'm going to have. I mean, they're going to have three under three. They're, Abby's already busy. She's going to be even busier, but I love it. They live about three hours from us, but I'm going to go speak at her church this weekend um, coming up for a women's conference, so I get to see them this weekend, so I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful, and one of my things to ask you, actually I was going to ask you at the, at the end, but we'll just throw it in now before the break. If people want to hear you speak or if they want to uh, get a book signed, what have you got coming up? Oh, yes. Uh, you know what? And my schedule, they're updating my website right now, which is michellemedlockadams.com. Yes. Um, I'm also on Women's Speakers, which is the one that Marnie Swedberg that we talked about in another podcast. Okay. She runs that. You can find me on womenspeakers.com um, as well. Got samples of my speaking and, and how to get in touch with me. But, yeah, I lo- I'd love to come speak for women's groups and for churches and for – I also speak to a lot of youth because I have a lot of books for kids. And so um, you can find me there. And I've got another book coming out with my with the same co-author. They call me mom in just about two weeks and three more children's books next year. So we're busy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a lot of work to be getting done along with speaking and teaching, which I know is where your heart is of wanting to yes. share principles. I want, I'm going to ask you, and I know we probably won't get to do all of this before the break, but I want to ask you about uh, your best tips and ideas for young moms. Like how do you get the right perspective when you've had a really bad day? How does faith kick in? Oh, wow, that is a great question. I think the first thing I would suggest, having been there and being busy, and, and that's what we talk about this and They Call Me Mom, the book that comes out in a couple of weeks, is just starting your day with the Lord. And I don't mean you have to go in your prayer closet, although you'll probably want to hide in the closet sometimes just to get some privacy. Yeah. I don't think I went to the bathroom by myself for like 10 years. There was always somebody in, in, yeah. in my room. But, you know, that's just how it is. You take a bath, and they're all, gonna, all of a sudden be in the bathtub. But, um, but just to start your day with the Lord, and that doesn't mean having to spend hours and hours, but just when your feet hit the floor, just say, Lord, I thank you for today, and I commit this day to you and all that's in it. You know, line up my steps according to what you have for me today. And it just seems like when you just let acknowledge the Holy Spirit, acknowledge the Lord, first thing in the morning as a mom, it, every, the day just goes smoother. You, they'll, it, it, everything in the morning goes better. And I think we oftentimes just forget technology. You may, you may not do your private time with the Lord till that evening or when the kids are napping, but but start the morning off just acknowledging, Lord, I want you to be part of my day. And then um, and spend that – when you're a young mom, it's so busy, and, and we don't always enjoy everyday moments. We're living for that next vacation. Enjoy mm-hmm. every moment. Enjoy every moment with your kids and speak the Lord – speak the word over them. Encourage them in the Lord every single day. I love that. We're going to talk about that some more when we come back. I want to mention – I'm going to spell your name, Michelle Medlock, M-E-D-L-O-C-K, Adams, A-D-A-M-S.com is where you can find more about her. And, of course, you can find it on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, where I'll be putting a blog and, and we'll have links to all this stuff, the podcast and all her information, too. So feel free to find it there. Um, 
Michelle, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about starting your day in the Lord. I was pretty old before I realized that before I even put my feet on the floor, when my before my eyes even popped open, I needed to say to him, what is your plan for me today, Lord? And I'm telling you, nowadays, I need to know. I mean, I really don't know what to do first. <laughs> okay, we've got 15 seconds. They're, they're giving me the, the quit talking mode. Emote caught him here. This is Truth with the Texas Twang, and we're going to be right back in just a few moments, and I'm going to be pressing uh, Michelle for some a lot more information on how to be a young mom. We don't success. want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling fever said Hey, this is Kathy Craffy, and you're listening to Fireside Talk Radio, and I am so excited just personally and at every level to share Michelle Medlock Adams with you, my listening friend. So, Michelle, here we are back after the break, and you said two things that were really important right before we went to break. One is what one of them was just to, this idea of being a victorious, successful mom, even when it's really hard and your babies are toddlers. 
that your suggestion is to start each day with the Lord and then to enjoy the, each moment with your kids. So I want to talk a little bit about that with you really specifically because starting the day with the Lord, like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be like this momentous, I'm going to seminary, you know, I have to memorize this verse. So tell me a little bit about how that has evolved in your life. I mean, that, that is, I think that's a misconception. A lot of people think that when you have your time with God, like it's got to be this, you know, have your, um, what is it, the Dakes volume where you have to have everything out, all these steady guides and need to be in right. your office or in your closet. And I think that there is a time for that. But the time I'm talking about is just that constant connection to the Lord. So with yes. the morning, just inviting him into your day and, the, and just, you know, throughout the day, acknowledging that, that he's with you. And then, you know, whatever devotion that you want to get, it doesn't have to be one of mine, but it's, it's good to have a devotional to sort of lead you through. There's lots of, we give some resources in our Platinum Facebook um, about some reading programs. If you want to read the book, uh, the, the Bible through in a year, you know, that you read a proverb and a Psalms and a chapter in, in the Old Testament and a couple in the New Testament. I mean, I think that there's lots of ways to spend your time, but the main thing is, is just committing to have that time. I've got a good friend named Vicki, Victoria Durstock, who's also an author, got a couple of beautiful books with Abingdon Press home and heart for the, um, like decorating devotions. It's super cool. But she said, you know, the minute she started getting up at 5 a.m. to have that time with God, everything in her life changed. And that's wow. just it. Like God is waiting for you. He's been waiting for you for a long time to, to get up and, and spend time. It may not be in the morning. You may be not be a morning person, but sometimes I find if I wait till late at night, I, I'm too sleepy or something gets in the way because the devil makes sure you'll be too busy to have time for him, to have time for God. So just, I, it's just better to get, you know, it says in the Bible that Jesus went away early in the morning to pray. I'm pretty sure if he needed to take time in the morning, we probably do too. So so definitely just give that first, that like I, I call it like my offering, that first 10%, like just take that time in the morning just to be with the Lord and just, just to talk with him. And the times that I haven't done that in my life and I've been too busy and I'm just I'm studying the word maybe to write a book but not really sitting in God's lap, just in his presence, just letting him love on me and let me love on him and, and just conversing with him because it's a two-way conversation. The times I haven't done that, I've been the hardest times in my life. Now, I think there's a connection there. <laughs> you know, those are the times when, mm-hmm. when I felt disconnected and I, mm-hmm. and I couldn't make good decisions. And I remember one time I was preparing for this women's conference. I was going to go speak in Delaware. And I, and I could not get a topic, Kathy. And like, I, I prayed for it. And never, I just didn't get it. I, just could, like I, like my, I felt like my prayers weren't going any higher than the ceiling. And at that point, I said, Jeff, I'm going to my office, and I'm not coming out until I hear from God. And I'm like, I don't know if it will be an hour, a day, or two weeks, but I'm not coming out. So I went up there and I said, I got on my face before the Lord. I'm like, listen, I don't understand. I know you called me to speak at this conference mm. and I want to give these women fresh manna. What, why I need something. Give me what you want me to say. I don't want to just give a canned message. And I heard as if he was standing next to me in that still small voice, you know, right down in your chest. I heard him say mm. to me, the reason you don't have anything new to share is because you haven't gone any place new with me in a long time. It was wow. so clear. It was just like God was that, you know, even when he reprimands you, you, you don't feel like you've gotten a whip because mm-hmm. he's so gentle. Right. But I, and I said, I rep- I'm a quick repenter. I repented before him, and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry I haven't taken time for you. And that was a good lesson because sometimes you're in the Word for other reasons. Like as a writer, I'm in there studying and, and writing for other people. I do a lot of ghostwriting for people. But I hadn't been in his presence like I needed to be. And that's what he was letting me know. And, you know, he gave me a, the sweetest message for that group in Delaware. But I had to get my priorities straight. God. God is a jealous God. It tells us that. So once you put him in first place and you give him that first little bit of your day, he just makes everything so much better. I don't know why we fight that, but that I promise you, 
If you give him that first part of your day, your day will go better. I love it. I love it that you're doing that and that you're asking him for fresh messages. That's so opposite of what you're coached to do and told to do in this industry. You know, it's almost overwhelming to think I need a new message every time I speak to a group, but I can't find myself. I can't find it in my heart to do it any other way. So thank you again for that. I mean, you just keep ministering to my soul by the things you're sharing. These, these are things I've been wondering, you know, how do I do all this? And still be true to what I I feel is necessary for me to feel good and have integrity in my own heart about what I'm doing. Yeah. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you saying that. I, I do think there's something to that difference of because I'm a studious kind of cerebral person. And it's almost like they had to redo my way of thinking and writing just to get me to write something anybody else would want to read. I tend to write like a professor and people who know me know there's like these two sides of my personality. If you get me on my favorite topics, I tend to be very cerebral, but when you get me down to earth and just having fun, it's just totally different personality. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. I, I get that. I do. I yeah, that completely. Yeah. I think you, I think you do. And, and I noticed even some of the stuff I'm writing right now and some of the feedback I'm getting from it, people are, they're afraid to laugh. I mean, I see stuff in, scripture that I see, oh, that's got to be funny. I mean, there's no other way to explain that. Okay. And, but we're uncomfortable sometimes with that side of our personality of just being down to earth and real and authentic. And so oh, that's, that's mm, isn't that good? And to, to say out loud, this is kind of, see if I'm getting you right, but it, it's kind of like, there's those moments where we really have to get serious and study and know what we're talking about. And then there's those moments with God where we can just go like, okay, don't get this. I'm overwhelmed. I'm totally not going to, I'm not going to nail this unless you come through. And, um, I mean, I think that's kind of most of, to me, that's most of the time. I mean, so, I think that's true. And you, you know, God is our, he's our friend. I mean, I think that having that kind of relationship, I think if I grew up in a, in a denominational church, and I'm thankful for my upbringing because I learned a lot about yeah. the Lord and the Bible stories and all that, but I often didn't have that. I didn't grow up knowing how much God loved me. I didn't grow up knowing. I thought he was this big guy with a stick in his hand. If I did something wrong, he was going to bop me on the head. I kind of felt like he was yes. this, 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 I mean, there is that, that side of God, but the, but the God who we're in relationship with, is he's our Heavenly Father. He's our Abba Daddy. And so I think that once I figured out that, then it changed how I approached everything in life especially my time with him. I didn't, there's a difference in being really afraid of God and having mm-hmm. a reverence, the fear of God. That's what they're talking about in the Bible, that reverence. And so I have that and the respect and the honor, but I also have a very close relationship where I just talk to him. You know, he's, yes. he's my daddy and my earthly daddy's gone to heaven. So my heavenly father fills in and like, it's really, he's really been that daddy to me. And I think that's why the, one of the very first chapters, it's like, I think two or three in the book is about platinum faith is precious. Yes. And I wrote yes. that when it's all about, if you know that God views you as precious, that you are the apple of his eye, that he adores you, and you know that it's, and it's love's unconditional, and it says that nothing can separate you from his love. It tells you that in the scripture. I give lots mm-hmm. of scriptures in there like that. Once you realize that, then you can trust him, and it, your faith walk is easier because you, you know that you can trust the one that's leading. And so that's, yeah. I think it's so important to get that into your spirit. That will make it that. an easier journey. Yeah. And you know what was kind of enlightening for me, which brings us to the second point you raised, which is when you're with small children to be the victorious, successful, joyful, relaxed mother that we all want to be when we had toddlers. And um, you have to really enjoy the moment with the kids. 
And I, I think those two things go together, knowing that God loves us unconditionally and wants to have a conversation and a companionship with us in every aspect of our life. And then enjoying the moment with our kids, because it turns out we feel that way about them. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know what? I think I wrote a book for a kid um, called God Loves You. Very simple. It was a series of yeah. like, praises. But it was Aww. a very important book. I've got a new one that just came out this year called How Much Does God Love You? And I think the reason I wrote those books is because they're little board books for like, you know, zero to three or two to five, I think is what they said in the back of the board book. But I wrote those because I want kids to know how much God loves them. And I think that's what we can do as parents. You know, how much you love your children is the same way how much God loves you, even more so. And so taking the time, it's just like um, some of the I, I read this once, that kids spell love, T-I-M-E. You're spending time with them. Yeah. Well, same with our Heavenly Father. You, know, you can pay in lip service, but if you're not spending time with them, it's, it's just lip service. And so it's the same thing with our kids. Like, when you're with your children, be present. We're a society mm-hmm. that has the phone in our hand all the time. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guilty. Listen, I am guilty. I write about that in, in the They Call Me Mom book that I went to lunch with my oldest daughter, Abby, who was um, in town. And I forgot my phone. And I mean, you thought I forgot my arm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't bring my phone. <laughs> I was so upset. Like, I had, like, anxiety that it happened. And, then, and, she, and you know what she said? She looked at me. She goes, you know what, Mom? I'm so glad because that means I get your full attention. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I was like, baby, if I haven't ever given you my full attention, I am. I repent. I am so sorry because you are my world. But, like, you know, what we communicate to them when we're having lunch or we're spending time at or we've got little kids and they're wanting to play a game of sorry or trouble yeah. or Uno and – and we're like, I'm checking my email, like that communicates to them that they're not important. I mean, when's the last time you really listen to your kids? Like when, I mean, when they're little, like they have the cutest sayings and the cutest yeah. words and they'll say yeah. words like last day when they mean yesterday. Like they just are so precious. That's when you uh, want to just sit because those years go by so quickly. You want to soak it all in. So don't miss those moments waiting for the next mountaintop. Every day's got mountaintops. You just have to look for them. So take that time to really enjoy your kids and let them know how much God loves them. And then, and then you yourself experience that love from your Heavenly Father. It's like as God parents you, you become a better parent. It's pretty cool how that works. I love that. We've only got two minutes left. I'm going to toss it back to you for a quick summary. But I want people to know to go to michellemedlockadams.com or Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward. And and I my cut line is truth with a Texas twang, but I I want I want to pass it back to you. Before I do, I want to tell you yesterday my little tiny granddaughter, the youngest of all the the seven grandkids, she's two. She was snuggled next to me on the couch, and she goes, "I love sitting on the the couch next to you, Gammy." And I mean, I thought I, it just brought back memories of my children when they were tiny. So we live for those moments, don't we? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, to think that God would want to, me to say to him, I just want to sit on the couch with you. <laughs> I, oh. I, you know, I mean, it, that to me is heaven on earth. Well, okay, it's I your agree. summary. What do you, what's your big thought? You, have you got anything you want to close with? That What you just said is so perfect. Well, I think for, for mamas who and grandmamas, I'm a Gigi, as we, uh, as we let the Lord love on us and, and talk to us about our future and we put our everything in his hands, because like I said, every day, Lord, today's yours. Use yeah. whatever you want to. And I know my calling is big. And there's no greater calling than being a mama or a Gigi. That's first and foremost. Like, I love that so much. And, and you know, just ask God for opportunities to speak into your children's lives. I mean, I used to always want to drop my kids off for school. I'd say things like, you know, you may be the only Jesus that some people see today, so let him shine really big in you today. Like, okay, you know, I've got to close. 
But I'm going to tell yeah. you this. You spoke to me today, Michelle. Thank you so Good. much. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Sam.